Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations that educate and empower you to prioritize your dreams, revolutionize your family, and personalize your faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a psychotherapist and coach offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to find healing. Hello, friends. Dr. Julie Hanks here. Wanted to do a Q&A today about making peace with your body. So if you have questions, drop them in the chat or in the Q&A, and I will be happy to uh, answer them for you. So with the summer comes swimsuit season, and a lot of people, especially women, have uh, negative feelings or thoughts about their bodies and struggle with low or poor body image, eating disorders, wanting to not put on a bathing suit, hide your body. There are lots of issues that come up. So if you have any questions, drop them in the chat or the question box, and I will keep checking here. Okay, so hit me up with your body image questions. Making peace with your body is what we're talking about today. And that is the theme for June membership in Dr. Julie Hanks membership group. So that's a group for women with a Latter-day Saint background. And we talk about emotional health tools and relationship skills. I do one uh, group coaching each month. And there's a private Facebook forum. Uh, There's a portal on my website with digital downloads. And you have access to all of my courses and all of the previous topics that we've done in our membership. So, all right, some questions. How can I still love my body when I gain weight? Okay, so body love is not about a size or a weight. So it sounds like you've connected your acceptance of your body to a weight or a size. And that's problematic, right? So you don't have to love your body at a bigger size, but you don't have to reject it or hate it either. You can make peace with it. So part of that is kind of what you say to yourself. Uh, When you gain weight, what do you say to yourself? What do you say to yourself? Type that in the chat. When you gain weight, what are your thoughts about it? Usually it's something like, oh, gross. I'm, you know, I've gained so much weight. Oh, I don't look good. This doesn't fit. It's usually negative. So what if you said, huh, interesting. My body's changed. What if you gave yourself kind of neutral? Doesn't have to be like, oh, I love myself. You can, that's great. But most people aren't there yet. But you can just say, huh, interesting. I wonder what my body's telling me. You know, just get curious about it instead of, uh, of judging your body. So negative thoughts. Let me see. Um, I haven't seen that person comment. So, yeah, watch your thoughts and see if you can think more neutral thoughts. And then also imagine you were saying those thoughts to a young child. Ew, gross. Look how big you are. Your clothes don't fit. 
Like that is emotional abuse. And so we're abusing ourselves when we talk negatively about our bodies. Our bodies will be with us our entire lives. And they provide a lot of things for us. And they do a lot of things for us every day that we take for granted. When I was a junior in high school, I was hit by a car as a pedestrian. And I gained a new appreciation for my thick legs because they didn't break in two when I was hit by a car. You know, I was thrown 50 feet. Um, I did break some, I broke my shoulder and my knee was messed up. But I thought, you know what? I'm grateful that I have substantial, sturdy, strong legs. And that really changed my perspective as a teenager when I had really struggled with with body image issues. Okay, let's see. How do you respond when someone you care about is critical about their body? So you can say something like, when you talk negatively about your body, I feel sad because I think you're wonderful and I think you're beautiful. So when you're around me, will you please not talk negatively about yourself? Thank you. Something like that. Okay. Is there a correlation between YE, oh, probably young women, adult leaders, negative body image, and the way they project modesty onto youth? I don't know of any research that's been done on that, but anecdotally, young people model what they see. And we tend to model people who are more like us. So if there's a similar, someone of a similar gender or some like, the parent. So if you're a woman, you may model your mother more. If you are a young woman, you may model your leaders more than than the behavior of men. So my guess is yes, a lot of women have body image issues and reject their bodies and have negative self-talk or negative, you know, talk out loud. And I do think that 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 impacts youth. And modesty a hyper focus on modest clothing is another form of objectification of our bodies. So I'm not saying there shouldn't be any dress guidelines, but hyper focusing on what girls wear is a form of objectification of our bodies. Okay. I was raised with the belief that the greatest sin is to gain weight. My mom and grandmother frequently said men don't cheat on thin women happily married for 33 years, and still have them in the, ah, it cut off. So, okay. Yes. Um, so you were modeling or you, you know, you learned from your mother and grandfather, a total lie. People cheat on thin women all the time. That, uh, also assumes that, People cheat because they're not attracted to your spouse, which is not the case. It might be the case, but it's not why people cheat for the most part. Let's see. Do you think women or men are more critical of other women's bodies and why? I don't know the research on that, but I know that they're both critical. Men and women tend to be more critical of women's bodies than men's bodies. Women, because of our how our society is set up in kind of a patriarchal way. Men are the actors and women are the supporting characters and men 
tend to have more power than women. And so women gain power by being associated with powerful men. And the way that women have been taught to gain association is through uh, physical attractiveness. And so we live in a society where physical attractiveness is defined narrowly for women and more broadly for men. So anyway, there's lots of lots of ways to go with that. But I think women and men are more critical of women's bodies than they are of men's bodies. And I think there are a lot of reasons for that. But bottom line is we have a more narrow definition of what is attractive for women, and it tends to be physical. And for men, uh, power, money, status tend to be more valued as attractive than male bodies. What is so wrong about wanting to be healthy and alive and capable of doing the things you love to do? There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not sure where you got that or if you're responding to something that I said, but that's what our bodies are for, is to be healthy, alive, and take us through life and do what we enjoy. Okay, the negative thought uh, from the previous question is, I can't believe I let this happen again. So bodies fluctuate depending on stages of life. And women's bodies in particular, especially with hormones, with puberty, with perimenopause, menopause, pregnancies, women's bodies fluctuate. And we would be a lot healthier as a society if we acknowledged that that is just a fact, right? We don't look at girls who are uh, going through puberty and say, how could you let yourself do this? How could you let your body change? We don't do that. In general, I hope you don't do that. You better not do that to your kid. So, so instead of saying, I can't believe I let this happen again, what if you got curious about, huh, my body changed. I wonder what's going on. I wonder what's happening. Is this physiological? Is it emotional? Have I been stress eating? And get curious about it instead of judgmental. How can I move past this and believe my husband won't cheat? Uh, has your husband given you any indication that he is going to cheat on you? Or is this just that message from your mother and grandmother? So you may want to get some coaching or therapy about that. Because it sounds like that's a really big fear for you. And uh, it's heartbreaking that, that you were taught that. Because it's just not true. I've worked with a lot of very attractive couples uh, who've cheated on each other. And it's, it's not about that. Um, so I, I suggest that you get some therapy to work through that. How do we stay confident even with stretch marks? Well, hopefully confidence isn't just about your physical appearance. So how do you define yourself, right? Stretch marks are a sign that your body has changed, right? That a lot of people get stretch marks during pregnancy. So. I, I am a songwriter and I wrote a song about this, about making peace with your body. And I'll tell you some of the lyrics that apply to this. I've earned these curves through years of offering. The mirror is clear. There's been a softening. I barely recognize the woman right in front of me. 
I guess there is no airbrushing reality. You can call me flawed. You can call it character. But I choose to call these changes God's signature. So those stretch marks are signs that you've lived, that you've possibly given birth, that you have you have smiled, you know, lines in your face. You've smiled. You've cried. All of those changes are signs that we've lived. So you can reframe that. Okay, looking for other questions here. How do you respond when others are critical of your body? Um, okay, can you be more specific? What are they saying about your body? Is, the, is it overt or is it kind of more subtle? Type that in the chat. I need a little bit more info so I can answer that in a more helpful way. I've been reading about ADHD and body dysmorphia. Do you think this is real? It's not getting worse the older I get, and I'm not sure how. Oh, it's getting worse the older I get, and I'm not sure how to handle it. Yes, body dysmorphia is real. ADHD is real. Are you working with a therapist? That's what I suggest. There are people who specialize in body image issues and um, ADHD. So find someone who has a skill set in that area. Why is it you're so easy to see beautiful parts of others, but so hard to find it in ourselves? Partly because we are trained that seeing positive things in ourselves is pride. And we don't want to be proud. We don't want to be haughty. We don't want to be puffed up and think that we're better than other people. But actually recognizing positive things about us is just recognizing good things, God's gifts to us. For example, I really like my eyes. I won best eyes of North Hollywood High. So I like my eyes. Like, it doesn't mean I'm better than you if you don't like your eyes as much as like, it's just, okay, I appreciate that. Or I appreciate, you know, my skin or I appreciate different parts. So we can look at our bodies and appreciate it. And it doesn't mean we're better than or worse than or that we're prideful. So there's that fear of looking like we think we're better than other people. So a lot of people were raised in families where it's like, don't say good things about yourself. That's, that's being prideful. We also aren't aware of all of the struggles that other people have or the things that they dislike about their bodies. And also, I want to just question, what are you seeing as beautiful parts? That's all, that's all culturally taught. If you lived in a different time period, what is considered beautiful would be totally different. During the Renaissance, voluptuous women were attractive. During the, was it the 70s when Twiggy was the big model, uh, where just stick straight was attractive. So it kind of depends on the era you're born in and what, you know, what society considers beautiful. But we don't have to buy into what our society is telling us is beautiful. I think variety is beautiful, and I think that that the variety of bodies is is a great thing. I don't think that that's a negative thing. So, so really, um, be be critical about the messages in the media that you get regarding what's beautiful and what's not. There are people who do not have what society considers a beautiful body who feel beautiful and are beautiful. So, so much of it is how you feel about yourself. Uh, what advice can you give me? 
I have a new daughter-in-law who doesn't like to wear a bra and she's well endowed. How can I non-judgmentally ask her to cover up a bit more? Okay, so I want to ask you, why is that a problem for you? And I want you to type it in the chat. Like, what is it about that that's bothering you? Because there's something there for you to learn. And I'm not saying you can't make a request of her, but before I answer that, I want you to tell me what's, what is it that's making you uncomfortable? Oh, I'm so happy so many of you are joining here. Um, okay. How do you handle body compliments coming from someone who you know is envious and putting themselves down while noticing your body? Uh, you have no control over that. So you could just say, thank you. But you're not, you can't control what they're feeling about themselves. So just acknowledge the compliment and move forward. Okay. How can I accept my body in a world where beauty standards are only achieved with plastic surgery? Well, part of making peace with your body is recognizing the function of your body. So when, like I mentioned, I was hit by a car as a pedestrian, uh, as a teenager, and I couldn't walk. And I never appreciated walking before. But when I couldn't walk, I appreciated walking. And so I want to challenge you to make a list of what your body does for you each day and focus on your body and what it does, the instrumental part, instead of just how you look. Okay, there's a two-part question here. I wear garments, and for those of you who don't know, garments are underclothing that... Uh, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who've been through the temple wear as a reminder of covenants that they've made. So I wear garments, but I want to, I want to love wearing them, but I don't. I think my trigger is my baby-making body phase that not only has to find clothes that fit, but also trying to fit into garments. It alters my mood, and I'm starting to have negative feelings toward garments because they uh, just do not fit right. How do you give your growing body grace when it feels controlled by layers of clothing? That is a really, really great question. Uh, so what I'm hearing is you're, you're dealing with your changing body and you're dealing with clothing layers that you're having to work around. And that's a lot of, that's a lot of work. I don't think you need to love wearing them. I think it's okay sometimes to tolerate wearing them. I just... You know, I don't think you have to love them. So what if you were okay with like, okay, I don't really love wearing them, but I'm going to wear them anyway. And be okay with that part. So an interesting, I'm trying to think how to say this. We expect our bodies to fit into pre-made clothing instead of making clothing to fit our bodies. Does that make sense? So, I mean, I've thought like, wow, you know, we spend thousands of dollars on plastic surgery where we could spend thousands of dollars having a custom wardrobe made that would fit our body. Like, do you see what I'm saying? It's kind of like switched around. So what if you prioritized finding clothes or getting them um, altered that fit your body instead of 
hating your body for not fitting into pre-made clothes. I, I hope that makes sense. All right. How to better accept my choices about dress style and modest and how I feel I should dress when family members verbally criticize and constantly bring up what I wear and their ideas of what it means. So I would set some boundaries and I would say, I'm not okay with you commenting on what I wear. Please stop. If you do it again, I'm going to leave the gathering or I'm going to walk away from you. It's, I'm not okay with this. It's okay to set boundaries around what you will and will not have conversations about or accept comments about. I'm curious, what exactly do they say to you? If you're willing to share that, type it in the chat. It's extremely hard as a plus size person to feel at all comfortable in my body. Society doesn't cater to bigger bodies at all. I want to validate that. You are so right. And I think we are making progress. There were no plus size uh, clothing stores when I was growing up. There was no different, like it was hard to find different lengths of, of clothing. So we're making progress, but I want to validate you are right. And there are more options than there used to be. And hopefully that trend will continue because the reality is I think the average size for a woman in America is size 14. And the media makes it seem like the average size is size four or two. And that's just not the case. So, so yeah, it's just, why do we change our bodies to fit in clothing instead of why aren't people making clothing to fit our bodies? Come on. More variety is better. Let's like write letters to our favorite clothing companies. One, one encouraging thing is a lot of women's clothing brands, Athleta, Old Navy, some that come to mind, are now having a variety of bodies, older bodies, younger bodies, larger bodies, smaller bodies, in between, muscular, less muscular. So I think we are seeing uh, some change that's positive in that way. How do I handle going from being underweight to very overweight due to anti-anxiety medication? I feel like, I feel like one way I am confident and happy in my body and the other I am an anxious wreck. Both suck. Okay. So you can either, you're either underweight with a lot of anxiety and without medications or you're overweight with medications and without anxiety. And yeah, those are hard, hard decisions to make. And it's hard to go from extremes. So part of this is defining yourself by more than your physical appearance, right? Like in our society, we're taught you're more valuable if you're thinner. And that's just not true. Everybody has equal value because we exist, we're human beings. And so um, I have had that. I went on an anti-anxiety medication several years ago and gained 30 pounds or so. And it was, it was challenging because it was like, wait, I don't recognize my body. I found another medication that allowed me to level out a little bit more. So there might be other medication that you can try that, that doesn't have the weight gain effect uh, because there, there can be, you know, health risks either way. So anyway, talk with your medication provider about other options and then work 
within your own self to reframe your self-worth as more than whether you're underweight, overweight, or in between. You're so much more than that. You are your heart, your brain, your behavior, what you do, who you serve, all, you know, all of those good things, um, what you know, what you've learned, your wisdom, and, and really embrace that you are a, a whole person, whether you're underweight, overweight, or in between. Okay, Old Navy has plus size, but again, they pulled all of them from the physical store. So again, plus size bodies are having to deal with more stigma of online shopping as the only option. I also want to add that they don't have petite sizes. So I do most of my shopping online because I'm short. That's the first thing people say when they see me in, in real life is, oh, I didn't realize how short you are. I'm very short. And so I have I buy probably 90% of my clothes online because they don't carry petites in stores. So I am with you. Like it's it's harder because you have to wait and you, you can't just walk into a store and buy things. And I would just want to say that is very frustrating and unfair. And yeah, I just want to validate that. So other people are saying they can relate to weight gain. Okay, so this is a follow-up comment from a previous. So your family makes comments when you're not wearing the LDS garment, when you're working out. They say, that's a modest, you're worth more than that top. You shouldn't take your garments off for this activity. And they say, also, I wear a normal one piece. They wear shirts over swimsuits, and that causes problems. I just want to feel less awkward around them doing what I feel is good and right for me. Okay, I, I sound like a broken record, but boundaries. As an adult, you do not have to accept other people commenting on what you look like or what you wear. You can shut it down. So... If you're in your workout clothes and they say that's a modest, you say that's an inappropriate comment. I'm going to dress how I choose to dress. I'm 53 or however old you are, 30 or 25, whatever. And if they say you shouldn't take your garments off for this activity, you can say that's a personal choice and I don't want you to comment on it again. Okay, so boundaries, boundaries. It just floors me how many adults feel like they can give unsolicited advice to other adults. It's like, that's totally inappropriate, even if you're family. So let's just stop it. Let's stop giving unsolicited advice. Okay, thank you for those follow-up comments. How do you deal with negative comments from family, even after you explain why you gained weight? Well, first of all, you don't need to explain anything. And they have no right to make negative comments about your body. So you can shut it down. You can say, that's really hurtful. Please don't comment on my body. One thing, uh, when family members have commented on my, my little family's bodies or food or whatever, I say, in our family, we don't comment on what people eat or people's bodies. Thank you. And just, you can say it nicely, but you can say it firmly. Okay, redefining modesty for myself. The world says your body is a sex object. Flaunt it. Feels like the church says your body is a sex object. Cover it up. Scared to take my own stance. What about your body is a body? And sex is part of what bodies do. 
And so is walking and talking and seeing and, and hugging and touching and growing and thinking. Modesty is so much more than what women wear. It is an attitude of humility and decency in thoughts, behavior, words, and appearance. So thoughts, behaviors, words, and appearance. So appearance is part of that, but it's not all of that. Um, my mother-in-law saw my 16-year-old daughter wearing a crop top, told, told me someone needs to tell her the message she is sending. Okay, so you can say, again, mom, do not comment on my daughter's clothing. That is between me and her. And we do not, in our family, we do not wear clothes just like, we don't wear clothes to send a message to other people. I mean, it's a, it's a form of self-expression, so that's not entirely true. But it's not like, you can say, I'm not teaching her to dress to protect other people or um, because of the message she's sending. I teach her to dress in the way that feels authentic to her. My mother is super self-conscious about her body. How do I help her feel more confident and love how beautiful she is? You can't. That's your mom's job. That's her work to do. All you can do is value her as a whole person. You can model valuing yourself as a whole person, but do not take on responsibility for helping improve her self-worth. That's her work to do. Uh, boundaries are a thing I need to work on. I appreciate your help. Yes, most of us need to work on boundaries. And I talk so much about boundaries because it's something I've had to learn in my life. So I still work on it all the time. So you, you're in good company. All right. Let's see if there are any other questions. How can I combat comments like you're becoming worldly, especially with what I'm wearing? You can say, I didn't ask for your opinion. Keep it to yourself, please. Or that's a really mean thing to say, or that's an inappropriate thing to say. I wonder why you would say that. Turn it back on people, like ask them a question. Okay, when I set boundaries, my parents say I'm getting mad, making a big deal. You can say, okay, you can think that I'm setting a boundary. In my mind, I'm setting a boundary, but you can think I'm mad or you can think I'm making a big deal about it. For me, we call it, you know, in my family, we call it a boundary. All right. So this month in Dr. Julie Hanks membership, we are diving deep into making peace with our bodies. We're doing a group coaching session later this month where you submit your questions you don't have to participate live, although you can participate live, but we record it and have it available for anybody who has a current membership. There are um, journal prompts that you can download and print out to help you make peace with your body. There are affirmations that you can print out. There is a private Facebook group where we're going to be talking about making peace with your body all month. So I want to invite any of you who are LDS have an LDS background and are uh, identify as female to join us for this month's membership. It's totally affordable, way cheaper than therapy or coaching. And it's, 
It's really fun for me because I get to work with so many of you. We have a few hundred in the, in the group right now. So it is awesome. It's fun. I love getting to know all of you. So if you have any, any questions about the membership, you can DM me. Uh, or if you have, or, yeah, or join, join the membership and, and use the Facebook group to ask questions if you want to further this discussion. Thank you so much for taking the time to, to chat tonight and for your awesome questions. I love my Instagram community. So I just want to express gratitude and thank you for taking time to, uh, to interact tonight. And I hope you all have a great night. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a podcast helping real women seek solutions to life's biggest challenges. If you'd like to learn more, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Julie Hanks and at drjuliehanks.com, where you'll find information about virtual groups, coaching, and online courses. For therapy services in Utah, visit wasatchfamilytherapy.com. thought, hey, I want to talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question. Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.